Hey guys, I'm super excited before you listen to the podcast to announce a new initiative on Twitter, uh, Gary VEE TV. Gary VEE TV, go follow it. Unlimited quality clips daily on Twitter. Uh, something I'm testing out that I think you guys are gonna love uh, and enjoy. If you uh, are looking for more content and more context and more information, go to Twitter uh, and check up and look up Gary VEE TV, my new account. Check me out. Hope you enjoy it and hit me up on Twitter and let me know how you like it. Thanks, guys. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Today's podcast is a mashup of Gary's opinions on why hard work is the only thing you can control. Enjoy. And I've known myself through a very lucky period, which has been my entire life, which is, you know, three of my four grandparents died before I was born, or one died right after, so I never knew them. Um, We have a very small family, right? I have three cousins, you know, so um, I just haven't dealt with a whole lot of death. Like, you know, I think when I have to deal with death in my inner circle, I'm curious how I'm gonna play it out, but I, uh, I'm really binary. Like, I love the process more than the riches and the fames. I have that goal to buy the New York Jets. That makes it fun, that's a big goal. It'll take me some time to do that. When people ask me, when are you gonna buy the Jets? And I always say 25 years from now, they're disappointed, I'm pumped. <laughs> I've always found that fact. It's amazing to me. Like, like they're like literally disappointed. I'm like, I'm like, it's three billion dollars. I have work to do. Um, uh, but yeah, man, Damon, I'll, I'll tell you. Like, I, uh, I want legacy. I think the reason I'm liked is because I'll reply to somebody who says they're on the way here to see me talk on Twitter and reply to her. Like, like I, I've, I'm playing a different game. I. Uh, Tyler is filming today's Daily V. He had, I met with a former employee and he flat out like broke the wall and he was like, dude, I just have to ask you like, why did you take that meeting? It's a former employee, one that you fired, one that came to tell you that they were sorry for not getting it. She pitched you stuff. You didn't get anything out of it. Like, I think the way you put it was, you could have used that time to make money or, some, or do business. And, and I said, he said, why'd you do that? And I said, because Making money isn't the only thing that interests me. If you want crappy meetings, you gotta come on Shark Tank with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll you up at night, Gary. And I'm not talking about the help. We've established that already. Now. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because everything else I'm in control. In business, I'm a beast. Like, I will always be successful in business. I was from six years old, and I am now. Like, some people are pretty. Some people can are athletic. Some people are, you know, whatever. I'm a Ninja at business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I know how to make money. So what, what, are, what are the productive tools that you emphasize? And I know that hard work is by far. Yeah, the well, it's the most controllable. Yeah. Like you're not, you know, like it feels so controllable to me. When somebody complains. So people get my message confused. They're like, you're always talking about hustle, where's life? Where's, I'm like, no, 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 no. If you're 100% happy like I am, then I got no advice for you. You figured it out. But you know who, what, who talks to me, you know who cries to me. I want my business to be bigger. I want to make more money. Like that's what they're talking to me about. So if, you know, when my rich friends complain to me about not spending enough time with their family, they're really easy to give advice to too. Spend more time with your family. <laughs> this is binary. This stuff is so basic, we complicate it. Yeah. So to me, there, I'm telling you the truth. Like one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's funny that you brought this up. Literally last night, I 
took me like a little bit longer to fall asleep than normal because I was on a high. I took a, I flew to San Francisco, took a one-hour meeting, and then flew back. Uh, I thought that was funny and interesting, and I enjoyed the commuting to San Francisco. And it took me a, an extra 30 minutes to fall asleep, and it made me realize, oh my god, I fall directly to sleep every night, every night, which I think speaks to peace. Like you know, like I go to, I mean, 360 days a year, I fall dead asleep within seconds. You can walk into my house, rob the out of me because I'm sleeping. (laughs) I lost my hustle and I don't talk about this that often either but I've thrown it out. For a few minutes around 29 I got more, there was a six to nine month period where clearly to me I was complacent. Um, I just got married, you know, and so that was a new variable. Yeah, I just remember my 30th birthday, literally my 30th birthday, I was driving to the store, I looked myself in the rear view mirror and I said, you're full of Your mouth is ahead of your actions. You ain't buying the jets, you're not gonna buy a jet, you can't buy a jet airplane. Like get your together. And that's literally when I decided to start Wine Library TV and go into the Web 2.0 thing. Um, And so I revisited my hustle on my 30th birthday and I've never worked harder since. And it's been compounded. The moment, I'm working harder right this second than I ever have in my entire life. That's why I started Daily V. Just wanted to put all of you on notice. Like, you're not working as hard as I am. And I wanted to do that because people think they're putting in enough work. They're just not. I was just having hundreds of conversations where people thought they were working hard enough for their ambition. (laughs) That's the key. Like, if your ambition you know, th- your ambition dictates what you have to do. And I'm happy when people have ambitions that allow them to work 40 hours a week and they're thrilled. I just want as many people to fall asleep at night the way I do. And I, and I think the only way you really do that is you have a real conversation because everybody's themselves. Putting that you're a CEO in your Instagram profile doesn't mean that you're a successful entrepreneur. It means you're trying to be one. Because the leaders of these companies are full of Because they didn't create the framework for innovation in their organization. They just want to point fingers and say, you need to be innovating better, yet the rules and the bonuses and the game is structured for not innovation. And the reason you got such a heavy head nod is people know that. Like they tell you to innovate, but then when you do anything outside the box, they put you right back in it. Is there anything they can do? Companies that have five people, companies that have 5,000. What can they do? What are the first steps you think they can do to really activate it without disrupting their current operation? The most practical answer I've ever given anybody on this is take 20% of your money, your energy, your organization, your people, and make it go rogue as Let them play, let it play, however you want to define it, with no rules, and then run your company with the 80% that lets left over and build a good enough company that that 80% can afford for the 20% to be a negative ROI experience. Are there any companies out there doing it right? What companies can you name that are doing it right? I don't know. Right. You know, the truth is, one of the biggest reasons when people ask me who's doing it right or who's doing it right on social media or, or which companies are doing it right, I don't know. You know, I don't know because I didn't look under the hood. You know, a lot of people think certain things are going great and they're not. You know, don't forget, Damon, and this is something I want a lot of the youngsters in this room to think about. If you're under 30, let's see, eight years. If you're under 32, you need to hear what I'm about to say. You've lived through a great economy every part of your professional career. It's been good now for the last eight or nine years. It just has, we've bounced back since 2009, 10, 11. We've only been growing. 
there's only been growth. Like, no matter what anybody says, that's what's happening. So I'm very concerned about the next bubble burst. Let's talk about the fact that the number one job for males in this country is driving trucks, but when autonomous vehicles come around, you Uber drivers and males are gonna be out of business. Let's talk about the number one job for females are secretaries and assistants, but virtual assistants are coming AI. around and they're gonna be out of business. No matter who's making America great and I'm 50 years old and I'm driving a truck and I'm gonna be happy because there's gonna be 11% growth in the next five years, then all of a sudden, bang, UPS, bang, American Express, Postal Service, Uber, automated, you're all fired. What am I gonna do then? Because I'm sitting here telling you that America's gonna be great and I'm gonna be good forever. Yeah, I mean look, that, that's going political. Like anybody, anybody that thinks the President of the United States, whether it's Barack or Donald or Bernie or Hillary, is gonna help them, they're a loser. Straight up. I promise you, you are. That means you need some, I, like, so like whether you're, whether you're president is for minorities and females or your president is you know, for the 26 year old white male that's got no skills, here's the punchline. The market is the market. What is the 54 year old gonna do? Adjust or lose. Right, but how do we how, how do we get that message out to say, you know what, you can probably drive a truck to your 55, you can program and tech and do those to your 90. Talking to BMW, they said that they can't get enough kids to be uh, to be technician because their theory is the old uh, the old the old mechanic with the big grease on his shirt. I was talking to the head of the heavy machinery operations, meaning crane operators. They said their jobs are empty for 15 months. These kids can go to school for one year, come out and make 150 thousand dollars, but yet they're going to a school. 50% of them will retire with a title of a job that doesn't exist today. They're staying in school for four years, half of digital classes, they're leaving with $300,000 in debt and they still don't know how to operate anything. So how do we get the parents in this room to save that money? How do we get the kids in this room, well not the kids in this room, but who's gonna watch this online, to understand what they need to do and move ahead and not think a diploma is gonna save me, the president is gonna save me, welfare is gonna save me, or anything else, how do we, what happens then? What needs to happen? Carnage. Carnage needs to happen. People are complacent. Here's most people's strategies in life. <gasps> You're holding your breath. I mean, I, I really have no passion for this conversation. Like, if you are not capable in 2017 to Google and figure out what's going on in the world, you. I'm being dead serious, by the way, I'm being really serious, like what role does the government play or thought leaders or this and that? Whatever that cliche statement of like the teacher comes when the student is ready, right? I believe in that thing, like, like I don't know, like I'm not, lots of things happen. Like lots of things happen in life, right? I woke up one morning and realized, you know what, this liquor shipping law is never gonna get better. There's dirty politician money, they're gonna keep paying this off and I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life worrying about what the right thing to do is and what's right. No, they're gonna keep paying off politicians state by state and because I'm the biggest, I'll always be picked on. So I adjusted, I started over. I started over. Like, I started over.
Like this whole wine library thing and I got so lucky, guess what? I own 0% of wine library because it was under my father's name so I had no collateral to even start it. Started VaynerMedia by getting somebody to pay me $80,000 to do a marketing campaign and I built it. And so that's what's gonna happen and everybody has their version. Not everybody has my business talent to build billion dollar companies but if you're making 74,000 or 197,000 or whatever you're making and your market gets I don't see truck driver Johnny feeling bad for Rick the bookstore owner because Amazon came along. This, happen- this has happened forever. This is not the first time that innovation up. Nobody's crying for the farmers in middle America. Nobody's crying for the people in Cleveland who own the docks. This is what always happens. So this is what's up now. And so what 55-year-old Charles has to do when he is out of a job is get another job, whatever that job is. So if Charles is smart and has skills, he's teaching himself something now to be ready for three years from now. But Charles wants to watch football. But Charles wants to drink at the bar. So he needs to put his 20% into what's going on in the future. Mister, that's right. And bank that. You're right. Like we have to start getting into meritocracy. Like somebody should lose if they're not seeing where the puck is going. If you're driving a truck today, you know it's coming. You've heard it, somebody told you. At a bus stop, at a truck stop, over dinner, somebody brought up this theory. So either you take it seriously and you start educating yourself, or you don't. Like, that's the game. Nobody's gonna fix that. Nobody can help you with that. That's life and that's the historic nature of human beings forever. So just because we're now living, and it's our turn to go through something, this has always happened. Right, it's just happening faster, I think. <laughs> Much faster. Great, adjust. So let, let, let's, let's switch down for a minute. So let's talk about social media, because I, I think that um, I recommend you both Explain your theory, because it, it's broken my theory of be the master of, of one and not a jack of all. I think I'm the master of attention. I'm just not romantic on a micro where it is. So I think I'm speaking the same language as you. I think my master isn't Facebook. My master craft isn't to tweet well. My master craft is to know where all your attention is and to be there and put out quality content that brings you value contextual to that platform. So my mastership is attention trading. And then we're looking at social media. Like you guys are gonna have a real brain twist if you've got me as the social media guy in 17 years. Cause I'm gonna be onto something else. Or not, I have no idea. But wherever your eyes and ears are, I'll be there. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is Gary V is Amazing by David Mumford. Gary keeps it real and honest. I tried to listen before, but was not ready for it. Now I'm in a place where I'm eating this stuff like a baby loves baby food. Thanks, David. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.